Well, my name is Jim Mann, and I host the podcast called I Am Healing Strong, which is part of the Healing Strong organization, uh, which is an organization founded by a cancer survivor in Atlanta. And uh, she survived cancer by doing holistic things like eating raw foods and, and uh, not eating uh, food that is well, from most grocery stores with all the chemicals in it and stuff like that, cutting sugar out, that type of stuff. So when I got cancer back in 2016, I was diagnosed with stage four melanoma, given a month or two to live. I obviously beat that. Wow. And uh, so then I was looking for uh, something to learn how to deal with cancer, how I didn't want it to come back. And I came across, in Googling, I came across uh, Healing Strong out of Atlanta. And they were doing a conference uh, just in a couple months. So I thought, well, I'll go. I'll go there, see what that's about. Didn't know it was faith-based. It was at Charles Stanley's In Touch Studios. I thought, oh, he must just run it after anybody. <laughs> but then they kept talking about God and, and how God gave us food uh, in order to restore our bodies. I mean, we have an immune system that takes care of all that kind of stuff, but we're mistreating it by eating all the garbage that we eat. Things that are, lots of things that are not allowed legally in other countries, yet the U.S. still allows us to eat this kind of stuff because it's all about the money. So that's pretty much how I found out about them, and then I just happened to go, I was in Atlanta, I thought, well, let me go meet with the Healing Strong people, see if it's a big, huge skyscraper or a little card table in the middle of the street. You know, I didn't know how big it was. Uh, the convention was big. There was thousands of people there wow. uh, from all over the world, in fact. And uh, so I went there, and it was a little office that they rented there. And then, so I got to talking to Susie Griswold, which is the founder of, of Healing Strong. And she found out my background about being in radio, and I was doing a podcast for Chick-fil-A, not for Chick-fil-A, but about Chick-fil-A, along with uh, a co-worker from radio, Named Allison, uh, I almost said the wrong one, Allison Storm, who was on the morning show with me. And uh, so I was telling about my podcast. She goes, Well, we've been praying about doing a podcast for Healing Strong. And she goes, And, and here you are. Wow. That's amazing. So she said, Will you pray about it? I said, Already did. I'm in. I brought on another Allison, Allison Powell, who used to be on Channel 4 in uh, Greenville. She gladly did it because she went through. Uh, some trauma by losing a child to a disease. Wow. So we do that together and we just talk to people that have either healed from cancer or are going through some kind of a life-threatening disease or or healing from a from losing a child like Allison was and, uh, and that's what we do. Well I, I got into podcasting what actually kind of came at me. Uh, I've been in radio for 30 years. Program director. I was production director uh, when I was at the station in Florida, so all I did was record people and, you know, and put music behind it and edit this and that, all the mistakes, and which is pretty much the same procedure in podcasting. And uh, I heard about podcasts, I mean, they're still kind of fairly new as far as what people know about them, and it's still booming. But uh, when Allison Storm left the radio station, and she came up with the idea of doing a podcast, and then she asked me, because we worked, we worked well together, so she asked me if I would co-host with her. And 
one of us really knew much about podcasting uh, other than it's going crazy and we like working together and it's a lot like radio. We had these guys from Greenville that do the Hallmark uh, podcast. We're like, what in the world can you do with a Hallmark podcast? But it's three guys that work together at a school. I forgot which school it was, but they just talk about the Hallmark movies. One guy can't stand them. <laughs> the other guy just loves them. And then there's the guy in between. But they, they're hilarious. And they just did it just to hang out with wow. each other. But it just exploded. That's and now so cool. two of them, I think, left their jobs because there was so much money was coming in from sponsorships yes. it, was just, it was just blowing up um, when you have a lot of people listening then you know sponsors want to get their advertising out there yes so and then they they've gone into a whole company where they do all these podcasts themselves and then they I think they also produce other people's podcasts so we thought hey let's do something like uh, in fact it was Allison's husband Tim who said oh, what you do one about Chick-fil-A because everyone loves Chick-fil-A so that's the idea. The bell went off in my head. Uh, do Chick Fil A. So we thought, well, someone's got to be doing it. And Allison looked it up, and there's no Chick Fil A podcast. That's crazy. So we jumped into it. We're in our third season, and uh, got a lot of followers. That's fantastic. So, what advice would you give someone like me who's just getting started out um, in terms of um, outside of building your professional network to get your name out there for people to share the content, share the show? What are some tips, best practices? Best practices is, uh, of course, you already realize it's it's a lot of work to stay up on it. People think, you know, most people get in. I hear the statistic of like 90% of people get in and then they kind of sputter out because they go, that's a lot of work. And and then they run out of ideas. Till they get. So you got to have a purpose, you know, a passion mm -hmm. that you want to talk about, like maybe marketing. Um, and then got to plan out ahead of time, but you got to be consistent, whether it's, you know, once a week or once a month, whatever it is, just once people start following you, they expect it to come at those intervals. And, uh, and if they don't, you know, you end up losing them because they lose interest and go on elsewhere because there's a quadrillion of them out there. Mm -hmm. But the ones that are consistent are the ones that, you know, get the people uh, and don't expect to make money at it especially the first season or first year or whatever, uh, unless you're just remarkable and you just happen to hit something, but it, it builds slowly. I think the average is, I was told like 140 followers after your first several episodes. You're doing really good if you have that much. How important do you think um, the, the content, the intro and the exit to the podcast are in terms of listenership? Uh, the importance of like the format per se mm -hmm. that's being from radio you know it's it's hard for me not to have it polished you know with music at the front and back yes yeah some people just like it raw with no editing just mistakes in there dogs barking in the background they just like it because they feel like they're sitting in somebody's kitchen talking sure. to them. which I understand that it's just you know it's just ingrained in me I, I had to get rid of that kind of stuff <laughs> Well, we um, have have processed ours in in both ways. So, because when we first when I first got started, it was very raw because um, I didn't have any help. So it was just me. But now um, we're starting to work some things in. I'm starting my my challenge is I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, right. um, but they are trending and they are growing. And I'm learning now to leverage podcast material when I'm in my car, whether it's ministry, 
um, you know, I'm feeding my spirit or I need a, a business motivational tool to get me through the day, right. um, um, especially when I'm traveling in my car. But um, so tell us about um, what, what would you like to see happen with Healing Strong in terms of uh, podcast and sponsorship growth? Um, what, what would be like a grand slam for 2022 in terms of the podcast serving that organization? What I want to see with the Healing Strong, it's, I got to remember, it's called the I Am Healing Strong podcast. I Am Healing Strong podcast. Yes, but I keep calling it Healing Strong podcast and everybody knows what I'm talking about. But, um, I mean, the purpose of this is kind of like, I was going to talk about, uh, Dan Miller. Are you familiar with Dan Miller in 20 days? His podcast is enormous and I've been listening to it since day one. And he doesn't do that to make money off of that, mm -hmm. but that generates people going to his website and buying all of his other products. That's all they get. So he uses it as a marketing tool, not as a money-making tool. And uh, and and his and it bothers me because I listen to him and he's he's doing it all himself. He's punching his music and he gets something real loud. I'm like, no, yelling. <laughs> but I listen to it all the time because yeah. it's fantastic and it's it's like a grandfather sitting there you know, giving you advice. Yes. Even though he's only like 10 years older than me. The value, the value. Just yeah. yeah, but, um, and I see that the I Am Healing Strong um, podcast, I see that pretty much a similar way because Healing Strong, the organization is a network of support groups mm -hmm. all around the country and, and several, several other countries uh, where people just get together and support each other. They go through a curriculum on, you know, nutrition and exercise and, the whole gamut on how to be healthy, how to get your immune system up there. And uh, so I see that as bringing more awareness to that yes. so that there'd be more people in groups. And because I started one in Greenville because there wasn't one, which I'm disappointed because I'm no leader. It's terrible. Um, but I'm hoping people step up and uh, co-lead with me. Or actually lead would be great. Um, and we just started meeting at the Cancer Survivor Park in downtown Greenville. Oh, that is a fabulous Perfect. place. Yeah, yes. it's our first one. And in fact, the CEO of Healing Strong, she came up with some people and they're all excited about it. And uh, and again, that's cross-promotion because, you know, they're trying to get stuff like that down the park. So they're yes. excited about us coming and then we're talking about them, um, which again is what podcasts do because when you're a guest on other people's podcasts, you know, then you're kind of, your audience. You're leveraging your influence. Absolutely. So that is like one of the strongest way of, of growing your podcast. But as far as the I Am Healing Strong podcast, I just, you know, I don't expect me personally to make a lot of money out of it. First of all, it's hard to take money when you're doing something about cancer. Sure, for sure. But there are a lot of companies and people who like to support that kind of thing. So we would like to cover our costs and it does take a lot of, of time for me because I edit like crazy too much then I got to record it and then we got to get together me and Allison Powell and we do the open and close and so it's a lot of time I would like to have that covered but uh, basically it's just to grow the organization itself so more people will be um, not go to doctors and think that all you can do is have chemo sure you know there's, there's a much higher percentage that heal from cancer when you do all the other things. You know, do you body. find that when people plug into um, the organization or attend a convention that they're pretty open to what the options are because it's very outside the box of what we're used to? 
you know, um, you get a diagnosis, the doctors develop a plan for you, and then you take the plan, right? And I have, a, we've had cancer on both sides of my family. I lost my dad in 2016, esophageal cancer. Mm. Um, diet, lifestyle played a huge role in, um, in his situation, but I have a lot of survivors in my family as well um, that have made, maybe not to the degree of what I Am Healing Strong provides, but started to research the holistic route. Um, and I think they would really appreciate the information um, being more accessible. And so um, we, we will research ways that we can make the podcast information more available for sure. But if you just meet someone at the grocery store um, and you're extending them an invitation, what's the next step for them to find information on I Am Healing Strong? Well, as far as people coming and being open to it, uh, well, lots of people come already knowing what we provide because they've been to the website or someone has already talked to them about it. What is the website address? It is healingstrong.org. Okay. So, um, and there's so much information on there. And, and as a leader and as the podcaster, I should know the website a lot better, but it just keeps going and going. All this information and all these videos from, from doctors who believe in more than just... Um, than the chemo and radiation. And we're not there to talk bad about that. Sure. You know, we don't shame anybody who comes in the group if they've done chemo or, you know, now let's build up your body. It's basically where we take it from there because, you know, chemo destroys the good cells along with the bad cells. And most of the time, cancer comes back because your immune system is down and can't really fight it off. Um, but again, I'm no doctor, and we state that out front too. You know, this is not medical advice, we're not doctors, but we just believe that God created us uh, with an immune system that that is made to combat, well, everyone has cancer cells in them already, yes. which is something I didn't know. That was kind of I knew that. Yeah, see? <laughs> and, uh, but when it goes crazy, when it all of a sudden starts morphing and takes over, that means something is out of balance in your body. And, but... Most people, and I grew up thinking that doctors are right up there next to God, and so don't question what they say. And they're trained just to do chemo. Mm -hmm. Like I had a cousin, I know I'm rabbit trailing right now, but I had a cousin, everyone's favorite cousin, he's like 10 years younger than me. Um, he was the best man at my wedding, he was the best man at everybody's, all the cousins' wedding. And uh, he got diagnosed with, uh, with prostate, prostate cancer, if that makes sense. The same month I was with the killer cancer of, of melanoma, and his was so early that they just kind of let it go for a while because they weren't sure it was that. But he went the route of chemo because he just believed the doctor, and they said it doesn't matter what you eat, you know, you know, eat donuts because you need to keep your weight up. So he ate sugar and you know ate garbage like we all did, and five years later, you know. Lot, five years worth of chemo is basically what he had. We buried him a year ago now. Wow. And here I am with the killer cancer, and I had a month or two to live, and you know, and I'm thriving. Mm -hmm. I'm cancer free right now. I have an uncle, he's my favorite uncle. Well, I have two uncles that I'm, I'm super close with, and they're brothers. Yeah. Um, but he is a prostate cancer survivor, very recent survivor, but uh -huh. um, they a lot of prayer went into the plan. Um, he did a hybrid of 
some treatment, but more of a holistic route. He made major changes in his diet. I'm actually really excited to share the information with him because right. um, you're always healing, right? We need to be yes. stewarding our bodies all the time. And hopefully we're proactive about it. We don't wait until we get a diagnosis. But um, my mom is also recently dealing with some melanoma um, changes that we're keeping an eye on. Um, but um, I would say... Um, you know, if we're just at a family reunion and we're talking about these situations is, you know, after having a diagnosis and now being a cancer survivor, is it easy to just share the website with someone and likely that they're going to kind of go check it out and see, hey, this is something that I'm interested in? Because it, it's when you talk about changing your diet and not shopping in the grocery store, I'm a mom, a, a seventh grader and a first grader. And I think just like when people tell you to get off Amazon, I'm like, I can't. Yeah. It's too much part of my lifestyle and the convenience. But I definitely have convictions about stewarding our diets and, and doing a better job for our bodies. And Right. And just, the, th the thing about the diet, you know, when you have cancer, I mean, you go, you need to go very strict with it because mm -hmm. you know it's already affecting your body but in a like i'm in a, a maintenance mode right now mm -hmm. um i i probably should eat even better but the thing is everybody whether you're healthy or not needs to have more vegetables and more fruit and do the organic whenever they can because of all the pesticides and stuff like that. And I always, I always laugh to people like that, you know, the tree huggers. Yeah. Used to make fun of them. <laughs> My husband's a nutritionist, so I, uh, I get it. Yeah, and now I just love them because you know, like, wow, they make sense now. Like you know what it's doing for your body. Yeah, yeah. It makes a huge difference. So yeah, I mean, you don't obviously you don't want put people on just food that they can't stand because the more bitter it is, it seems that the more uh, cancer fighting properties it has, like ginger and all turmeric and yes. all that kind of stuff, which you get used to it. But I mean, I cut sugar out as soon as I found out I had cancer and I, you know, my main ingredient was sugar. You know, I've always been skinny and people thought it was funny that I could just eat dessert all day and still be skinny. And uh, I'm still, but when I when I cut sugar out, I lost 25 pounds in 30 days. Wow. People hated me for that. That's amazing. And they thought it was the cancer. They go, oh, do you have cancer? Because you got to whisper when someone has cancer. <laughs> they go, oh, you have cancer. I said, yes. I'm actually healthier now. I just look like I'm sick. Well, that's how the Lord turns it for good. Yeah. You know, um, and greater wisdom. But I'm really excited that we're going to be part of the journey to help share the information and grow awareness. Um, hopefully we'll be permanently on that journey with you. Um, there's never going to be a shortage of people that need access to that information. I'm mm -hmm. actually, I'm going to log off when we get done and go <laughs> research and share with my family and friends. Um, cause for, you know, it's, it's interesting when you talk about like changing your lifestyle and changing your eating patterns and your behaviors, um, without necessarily feeling like you need to, mm -hmm. even though we all need to. Um, but as a mom, it's something that I really want to grow wisdom in, um, and it burdens me because I try to avoid processed food in the grocery store, but it's impossible. Yeah. I mean, hard. even the organic food comes in plastic and cardboard and it's, it's just overwhelming, but it's great to know that there's a network and an organization of support out there that can help you navigate. Do you, do they offer like meal plans and where you can buy organic food and, and other alternative options? 
Now that's a good question. Uh, meal plans, they don't provide one themselves. I kind of wish they did. But there is a, I should mention Chris Wark's name because everybody I talk to who is going for the holistic stuff, they all know who Chris Wark is. His last name is W-A-R-K. Sounds like I can't say work. But uh, he wrote a book uh, 17 years ago, or well, 17 years ago is when he had a cancer, and then a couple years later, he wrote a book called Chris Beat Cancer. I mean, he's been on national TV shows, morning shows, stuff like that, but they told him that he was crazy if he didn't do chemo, and there wasn't all this holistic stuff back then, where it's like a movement now, but he, he could hardly, he found one book someone gave him about healing your cancer through nutrition, and in spite of what his friends and his family, everybody but his mother thought he was crazy. His mother was into that kind of stuff. So he said, I'm not going to do the chemo. It just doesn't seem right. Um, so yeah, I just feel like God tells me, you know, you have an immune system for a reason. Um, you know, the chemo is just going to take you down. And they gave him five, I think, five years to live, even with the chemo. Wow. What kind of cancer did he have? It was colon cancer. So he, uh, he just went straight ahead, went, went uh, I mean, he went hog wild on nutrition. He looked up, he had to do his own research, and he looked up everything that had cancer um, fighting qualities to it, and he just put it in a salad. I mean, the salad was huge. He calls it, it was called like a cancer fighting salad, but he ate that twice a day, plus did juicing with carrots and uh, Granny Smith apples, which I, I love that. I do that all the time. Um, and he, I mean, he cut everything out that was bad, and he got rid of any kind of toxins in his home and, and all that. He just went crazy. And he's like healthier he's ever been. I mean, he looked like a picture of health. His skin is perfect, his hair is perfect, and it's been 17 years. But wow. he's that's like amazing. the spokesperson for this kind of thing. And that's how I find out, found out about Healing Strong, because I saw his website first and his book, and I bought the book. And being on radio, I talked about that, and I think I sold probably 200 copies for him on the wow. radio. Because people call in. I believe it. And, and I still have it. And that's, this is where I'm going with that. He just came out with a cookbook. So he has all these different uh, recipes, which I desperately need that kind of stuff because I don't cook either. But I think that's so much of the battle. Yeah. You know, when you're trying to change, it's like you need to know what to do. It's like it's the same in business, you know. And when yeah. I, I connected, Clay Clark is my coach. Um, he's a nationally known entrepreneur. He was entrepreneur of the year several years ago for Oklahoma. Um, he's part of the Reawaken America tour. He birthed that. Oh, it's just on his website. But yes, he's amazing. But um, he, I, I had told him that I wish ten years ago I knew I just needed someone to tell me what to do right. for my business. I was so good at telling my clients what to do and giving them a system, but I didn't have a system. And so that's my question: is Is there a system to eat better? Is there a system to get rid of all the bad stuff? Um, and can people follow it? Is it realistic? Um, and then, of course, I can imagine the organization and the. Uh, the people that you get to meet become part of that journey as well. Yes. Advice and help and... Yeah, as far as the system, I mean, like Chris Wark, he's got this thing called a Square One, which is a set of videos that he, he breaks everything down. So people get that and they just... I mean, there's more there's more information than, you know, I can even you know, process. Like, I got in... His book is like that thick, but it's no pictures. It's got no pictures in it for me. But... <laughs> I mean, I got like two thirds of the way in. I'm like, oh my god, 
gosh, my brain is full. I can't think anything else in. So, but he talked about, I mean, he even talked about uh, immunotherapy, which my cancer did come back a year and a half later with like eight tumors around my body. And, but then I found that immunotherapy is different than chemo in that it, you know, it builds up your own immune system and causes that to fight the cancer. And so it's supposed to Is that to, like vitamins and supplements, infusion was, type things? It was a, a drip bag. They hooked me mm -hmm. up to a little bag twice a week. I did that and within the first two months, all my tumors were gone. Wow. Well, you got a lot of people praying for you too, including me. I did, <laughs> yes. I had the day of my surgery, I had artists sending them their videos and I'm like, my gosh, this is, why are they spending time with me? But it was basically, you know, I'm more of an introvert than an extrovert, mm -hmm. believe it or not, which is weird in radio. But it was, it was basically God saying, hey, we're one big family, you matter just like everybody else. And, you know, we all need to hear that. Yes, well. definitely. I, I have I go to a concert, you know, I have people come up to the table. It's always moms with their little girls. And they say, well, when we heard about your cancer, you know, we were in line, you know, in the school line, and we just cried. I'm like, what? You don't even know me. Why are you crying? But, you know, we feel like we know you when I we know. hear you on the radio. That's what I'm so excited. I can at least play a podcast now and still hear your voice. It's so incredible. My and my son, he's only he's uh, 12, but we we've been listening to his radio since he's a baby. And um, I was like, I'm I'm meeting with Jim Man. He's like, Oh, that's the boys guy, you know. Because you you get to know their personalities. Or you feel like you do, but yeah, you impact so many more people than you realize. And that's the thing about the internet. And online technology that I tell people all the time, if you stay faithful in the assignment, someone's mm -hmm. going to share it and share it and share it again. Right. Um, you know, and you, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. You just have to be patient. But when you have an assignment um, and you have a calling, you know, it. You, it's just the most phenomenal thing. You know, I know some people are like, they don't feel good about technology or they focus more on sometimes the bad outcomes but there's so much we can, so much good we can do. Um, and I'm super thankful that we can launch a podcast and reach 5,000 people because I don't know about you, Jim, but I don't have time to go meet 5,000 people and knock on 5,000 doors. Um, and so that, that for us, and that's why I started doing videos so many years ago. I just thought, hey, if I share a word and it impacts one life, you know, made a difference. And right. I went and taught in the classroom last semester. I thought if I can impact one life, which I think I did, because one of them's sitting in this room. Um, so thankful for that opportunity. But well, we would be happy um, to help you guys on your journey going forward with any way that we can spread the word, um, connect it to our platforms online too. Um, and I think, you know, we'll both be on this long path together of navigating. It sounds like your team could probably teach me some stuff too about yeah. Uh, sponsorships and um, leveraging each other's networks. I mean, right. that, you know, I've been doing business for 22 years, so I have a large network internationally, actually. Um, so this is helping us be accountable to share that information too. So it's great. What do you, what do you see with your podcast? Is it basically like, like Dan Miller uses his just as like a net. Yeah, I, I do. So, and this is just like my raw testimony. So several months before the 2020 election, like the Lord just started, like I, I started stepping, I'm an, I'm an intercessor. That's really my gift is intercessory prayer, which you're uh -huh. living proof that it works. 
um, the miracles that God provides, uh, we don't have if we don't ask. And so um, I, I do have a slight prophetic gift and I don't know, that's just like the Lord was just speaking to me and I felt like there was something up ahead and um, just started really seeking God as a wife and mom on my future. Um, I'm very driven and ambitious, but I basically worked very part-time the first five years of my kids' lives until they started school because um, I wanted to be a great mom. That was why I left corporate America and started my marketing company in 2010. And so um, just in that plan, the Lord started showing me. Um, I started, I don't know if you've heard of Amanda Grace, but she has a podcast. Um, she's she's a prophet. She's been out there for years, but um, she's Clay Clark is the one that got me connected to her, and she was a guest on one of his, his podcasts. He was one of the first people to step out and provide frontline doctor information when COVID first hit. Um, it was bold because it's like, what do you mean we we need a frontline doctor? What are you talking about? You know, um, and so. Um, I was able to take that information and share it with lots of people, and it ended up saving lives. Um, wow. Intercessory prayer and giving, equipping people with physicians that would give them the freedom to, to treat their body how they chose to treat their body if they got sick with COVID. Right. Um, and so through that journey, I started um, just lifting that up in prayer, and the Lord was giving me visions for um, establishing a podcast and a show um, to expound on the videos that I had been doing for years. Um, I have a huge following and family in Little Rock, Arkansas. Mm -hmm. And um, when the censorship started, I was like, I'm getting off Facebook. And they called me up and they were like, no, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. They were like, Carrie, we, you encourage us and you spur us on and you can't stop. And, and then I thought, well, I don't really have anywhere else to go. So, okay. You know, so I prayed about it. Um, and just the Lord started really planting in my heart that, um, and people were speaking it over me in different avenues, whether it was commerce and marketing or um, ministry specific atmospheres where they were just calling out the evangelist in me. And, you know, I was like, well, you know, I could add to my videos and do a podcast. And I looked at some of the trend center setters like Tara Cobb, who does the Bible recap. Um, because for me, I believe um, that I'm an evangelist to all ages. I mean, I serve a lot of different age demographics, and so does Tara Cobb. Like, people love the Bible recap. I mean, it's even grown this year. Um, I've seen across all platforms that people that have never really committed to reading their Bible are now like, I'm doing the Bible recap. And so that, that really was kind of how God steered, started to steer me down the path of frequency, um, and faithfulness in the assignment that I was already walking out. And um, I've had a difficult time um, in my humanness understanding how to stay faithful in my marketing because it is a calling for me. I love to impact the lives of businesses um, as much as I love because I'm impacting people, whether it's through business or um, other atmospheres. And so I've had this belief that I would have to divide the two um, and now it's funny because they're all kind of coming together without me planning for that. Um, but I have separate branding um, that I started thinking through on, um, on the podcast side. So I was out with my college girls one night at Bose, and this was three years ago. And she was probably 19. Her name's Megan Taylor. 
and um, she said, you need, she was recording me while I was like mentoring them. And she's like, you need a podcast. You should call it Carry On. And I'm like, that is such a good idea. And, you know, two more years went by, but it was, that seed was planted. And I just was like, you know what? What do I have to lose? It's a different type of listenership. And just because I'm not a big podcast person um, isn't a, a best no for me. I was like, why not? And so um, then over the course of the year, um, when we were having a harder time getting information out, I was like, I need to do this, you know, and have the audio. And I'll tell you why, Jim. I, audio, you can send through your phone very easy. And I thought we were going to fully get shut down. <laughs> I'm like, how can I still encourage people? Well, I've got 2,000 people in my phone, and I could just download the audio and send it out that way. Um, and I started really thinking about how everything might reverse to traditional marketing. I don't know about you, but during COVID, I was really excited to check my mailbox. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I, I get my energy from people, and I started to miss people, and I'm like, oh, I wonder what's happening today. And so, um, so that's really kind of what birthed Carry On, and I have a really good friend that does graphic design, and I called him up, and I said, um, I don't know how to ask for this because I don't really know what I need, but Apple requires certain graphic types for a podcast. And he's like, oh, he did my branding, and that's how Carry On was born. I went and bought the domain, and we just started. And, um, and so now this 2022 is the first year where I've been faithful enough in the assignment that there is a website you can go to for carry on. There is a YouTube channel you can go to, and then also the same for my marketing. And it sounds ridiculous because for years I was telling my clients to do these things and showing them how to do it, but I wasn't actively doing them myself. And yeah. so I decided this year that I was going to, um, set a really big goal for growth and that I was going to do it no matter what it took and I've learned about the work involved mm -hmm. I get up early um, have my time with the Lord and I have my time to get organized um, and every week it grows the um, Clay Clark and Thrive Time show um, coach me I was accepted they take 160 businesses a year and a month ago they took me in I was ecstatic I went through three interviews and I passed the test, and um, and so part of my coaching schedule includes podcast development, and that is really hard because you're working for free, as you know. Yeah. It's like, oh well, I just need to start asking. And so, the, but the difference and the value that I've seen is when I was on the phone with you, I thought instantly about I should have Jim on my show, and then maybe I'm able to promote his show. You know, um, and that's always how I'm a dot connector. That's how I've grown my business. It's threefold. A triple braided cord is not easily broken. And so I'm helping you, you're helping me, and we're helping someone else. And so, and just keeping the ball rolling. But it's, you got to dig deep because there's days where I'm like, I really need to work on something else, you know. Um, and it's a new thing. I'm doing a lot of new things consistently. Right. But I have a system now, just like you found that I am healing strong, and you found a system for changing your food and your lifestyle, doing the same thing in business. So it's really a parallel um, mindset change um, and a lot of growing pains. But that's the long version, I guess, of my 22-year, how I got here. But I would love, um, I believe that something big is going to happen in May at Myrtle Beach when we do reawaken. So what ended up happening with that is Clay 
uh, Clark was trying to bring his event to South Carolina because people were asking, hey, we want access to this tour. Right. And he wasn't going any further east than Oklahoma. And so the demand just grew and grew and grew. And um, I don't know if you're familiar with how they market this event, but Clay really stepped out on the front lines and said, you know, and it, it's funny because he, he works a lot like I do and he's very faith-based and spirit-led, but he told his wife at the beginning of the pandemic that God gave him this vision and he said, and guess what? The event's going to be free and we're going to let people determine what their ticket cost is. And she's like, Clay, because <laughs> these facilities cost thousands of dollars yeah. when you're going to bring 2,000 people together. But every single event has sold out and the average ticket cost is like $800. And so he reached out. He was on a podcast with Amanda Grace that my mom was watching and said, we need help in South Carolina. And my mom was like, you should reach out. And I thought, right, right, you know. And um, and the Lord was like, he's going to call you. And he called me two hours later. Hey, it's Clay Clark. And we knew right then it was a divine appointment. So we our, our business has been a blessing for Reawaken. He's been a tremendous blessing for both my business and ministry. Um, and I believe when we all connect face-to-face -face in May, that revival is going to start in our state um, on, in, in areas where you've never seen revival take place. Um, and that's where I'm seeing the movement between kingdom and commerce things coming together. Um, and I'm really excited about it. Um, I am not ready yet from a marketing perspective I, because I don't know what I don't know. I don't know how to market a podcast, Jim. I don't, I know how to market. Yeah. Marketing a podcast is so relational, as you mentioned. Yeah. And so my thoughts are, my takeaways from hearing you, I'm going to play this back. I'm going to, I'm going to buy Chris Work's book. I'm going to go to his website. I'm going to reach out to him and see if he will come on the show. Um, I would love to do something together. Um, and I'm going to add him. I have something called a Dream 100 list of people that if I could work with anyone, who would I want to work with? And I'm going to put him on it because he sounds like somebody that is really impacting a lot of lives yeah. that, that I would want to do marketing for. I would love to market him. Um, and so I'm going to put him in my Dream 100 list. Yeah, start, a good one. Yeah, and work on that. Um, and I, I want to definitely stay connected with what you're doing. So. Yeah, when I left radio, I mean, I knew it was time for me to leave. I don't know, you know, it was just that feeling. And and then when Allie, or Allison Storm, I really I, miss her, by the I, way. Yeah. She's amazing. She said, hey, I'm going to do this uh, podcast. You want to join me? I said, shoot, yeah. I love working with her. But anyway, um, I thought, man, I don't want Allison to leave. But, uh, you know, I, but when she said that, and then they took me into a room and said, hey, we understand you're going to be co-hosting with Allison, and you can't podcast and be in radio. Yeah. I think God just allowed, uh, uh, he knew that I'd sit there forever. Definitely. So That's how he gets your full attention. Yeah. It was March 20th, 2020. Wow. I kicked off the uh, pandemic. I, I That's a great time to leave a job. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I haven't made anything for two years because everything I was working on, I have a voiceover business, and I had this thing with schools I wanted to start. But of course, schools closed down. Yes. So I just kind of built the studio up and wait and see what's happening. All these podcasts started falling my lap. And I edit some other people's podcasts. They say, well, hey, you do that? And I said, well, yeah, I guess. It's like radio. So I've been doing that. And thank God my, my wife 
as a business that it makes money. Yes. We thank God for her business as well. Yes. What does she do? She has an after-school care that we actually started when I was a children's pastor at a church. They asked us to do it. And they don't know my wife. They thought, I'd give you 20 kids with 135 kids. Wow. We left there and started our own. And so we got like 150 kids. Oh, wow. And uh, so, yeah. Is it just after school? Yeah. That's fantastic. And summer camp. It's during the summer. I don't see my family at all in the summer. But, uh, Has she thought about franchising that? Uh, I've thought about it. Is it duplicatable? I think it is. Uh, our problem is finding people from Clemson yes. and Anderson University. They just started Where are you them. located at? We're in Anderson on, uh, on Liberty Highway. Okay. Uh, just a mile off that exit. 21. That's such a huge need. Yeah. I have moms that reach out to me every week about after school programs. I mean, we all, all we have in Oconee County is the YMCA and it yeah. gets filled and it's, it's very minimal, very limited. It doesn't help people on bird shift. And, yeah. um, we don't even advertise. It's all word of mouth. Because the need is so great. Yeah. You probably wouldn't need to, no matter where you go. Um, and it's not a business that people are majoring in. Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. um, it's, it's, you have to have a heart for it, but, um, well, I will keep that in mind. That's that's good to know. You need to connect me with her, and we'll talk. Um, it's those are good opportunities. But we're we are looking at establishing something in Oconee County um, that um, I know would would be a great it would be a great opportunity. It's just really hard. Yeah. Um, not even just from staffing, but just a funding perspective and the building and approval and DHEC and all those things. But right. Um, but I would love to talk with her about that. Um, yeah, and if it's, if it's just after school care, it operates four hours or less a day, so mm -hmm. we, we we don't have to do a lot of stuff at DHEC. A lot of those things. Yeah, we get by that. Well, and even knowing what that is. So my ministry partner's wife, that is her calling, and she's currently a manufacturing manager in a large plant um, in Seneca, but she's that's really what she wants to do, and she's mm -hmm. been... Well, I've been meeting with her over the past 10 years about developing a business plan, applying for grants and things like that. But even getting them connected might be really helpful for her with establishing some next steps. Yeah. Um, it's going to be very soon for her in terms of stepping out from her job. So yeah. be a huge leap of faith. Yeah. <laughs> My wife is a real hands-on person because she does everything better. But you can't really, it's hard to grow. And you can't get, you know, she needs a manager she can, so she can step away every once in a while. She hasn't had vacation or anything for years. So yes. That's the sacrifice you make, right? Yeah. I know. Everyone's asking me. My kids are on spring break this next week. And are you going anywhere? And I'm like, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would love, yes, I'm going to Cancun for seven days. No, it's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, but, I, you know, when my kids are out, it feels like a vacation because that saves me about four hours a day in the car. Well, so we can, you know, they can sleep in and I don't have to, to do as much She's as She's open all day during spring break. So. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> dig deep, dig deep. Yeah. Well, please let me know how I can help you. Thank you so much for coming and talking.